Hi, I'm Steve Getz, and I am a Vice President and Senior Partner at IBM and serve as the Global Industry Leader for Telecommunications, Media and Entertainment for our Global Business Services Organization. I believe 5G will position communication service providers to drive enterprise transformation value creation in ways never before imagined. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts to answer that important question. But before we get into the 5G discussion, I like to take a moment to try to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Steve, are you ready for those? I am, sir. Question number one, what is your current state of mind? Uh, by definition, I am an eternal optimist both on a personal perspective as well as a professional perspective. Professionally, what makes me tremendously optimistic about the communications industry is, is that it is being defined at the heart of business transformation. And I believe that that provides opportunities to any and all people within this industry. And question number two, Steve, when and where were you happiest? Uh, it's very interesting to ask that question, given it's my first day back after two weeks vacation. And I must tell you that by far, I am happiest when I'm at home with my family in one place, having a good time. And question number three, what is your most marked characteristic? I had the great uh, honor and privilege of meeting the chairman of AT&T many, many years ago by the name of John DeButz as a very young person. I'll spare you the details of how I found myself in this one-on-one -on -one situation. But I asked him what advice he could give me to ultimately have his job one day. And he said to me, all you need to do, son, is wake up every morning and do the best you can. And he has no idea the profound impact that has had on my professional attitude from that point forward. Steve, to start off, maybe you could just give me and our audience an overview on where 5G edge computing and the attendant system integration piece fits organizationally within IBM. And just tell us a bit about your specific remit in your role as vice president and senior partner. Sure, uh, my pleasure. So. I fundamentally have two roles within our systems integration business at IBM. My primary role is that I do serve as the leader or global industry leader, as we call it, of our services business across telecommunications, media, and entertainment globally. However, uh, back in January, I was asked to take on an additional responsibility to lead our network and 5G industry transformation unit. To give you an idea of how important IBM feels about this particular domain, uh, this is only one of two industry transformation units that we have across all of IBM. The other industry uh, that we're focused on with a specific unit is in financial services. From a systems integration perspective, um, it really does serve as the glue that delivers value for our clients. And in so doing, 
we focus on two main areas. The one is in the area of IBM technology. So, you know, Red Hat cloud and cognitive software, IBM cloud and, on our, and our infrastructure business. But more importantly, it's how we integrate across 35 plus ecosystem partners um, within, within the overall industry as well. Whether it is by our choice as a systems integrator or as directed by our clients. So in terms of my responsibilities in building out this new network and 5G practice, we've really been primarily focused on the development of our solutions and our offers within this domain. All aspects of the ecosystem, not only including partnerships, but also alliances, and in some cases, acquisitions as well. And a big focus on building skills, capabilities, and global coverage so that we can best meet the needs of our clients. All of this is in pursuit to position IBM in our, in our aspirations to be the preeminent prime systems integrator to drive network transformation for our communication service provider clients. So as this 5G transformation, both from the operator perspective and from the enterprise user perspective really hits its stride, the role of system integrators is changing fairly rapidly. And I wanted to have that discussion with you. And I think maybe the best way to organize it is to split it into two sort of topics. The first one being network disaggregation. Uh, as it relates to the core network, that's maybe a little more mature conversation. As it relates to the transport domain, not necessarily economic pressing. So where we're seeing the interest today is with open radio access networks. We've got this vision of modularity down to the component level, letting operators pick and choose which vendors they would like to work with and then stitch it all together. So I, I think the big question as it relates to open RAN is are operators lowering their capital costs into these disaggregated systems, but trading that for operational costs as they spend more on integration and maintenance. What's your, uh, what's your take on that, Steve? Yeah, I mean, one can reflect on your question in terms of an underlying assumption that for some reason, these two alternatives are like for like. I mean, I, I look at this as much, much more of a value rich play, much more important than cost. Now cost and return on investment is, is always an important aspect. But in this particular case, I would, I would think of that as sort of table stakes. I view this really as an acceleration of cost takeout, but more importantly, speed, speed to market, and really a repositioning of the role of communication service providers across the elements of not only their own transformation, but cross industry transformation in the market as well. So this really fundamentally unleashes the value of data, automation, AI, to drive overall business transformation, which to me 
is so much more powerful than just a like-for-like -like change in terms of what the financial elements are of OPEX and CAPEX related type aspects in the business. I mean, OPEX and, and, and CAPEX debates have been in this industry forever. This is much more profound than that. So if we're looking at just these sort of short-term inputs relative to capital and operating expense, we're, we're maybe missing the bigger picture of the value that these investments will enable over time as operators effectively bring 5G to bear on vertical industries. Is that a, a fair summary? That is a very fair summary. All right. So I, I think we've got our topic area framed out here, Steve. And um, I wanted to talk about how we've seen operators handling the integration of disaggregated RAN in practice. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a, a large pool of examples to draw from. So I'm going to go with, with Rakuten Mobile and with DISH. So with uh, Rakuten, we saw a Greenfield LTE and 5G build where they went through a vendor selection process then went through the interoperability and integration piece themselves. And now they're essentially reselling that blueprint via their Rakuten communications platform. And they've got Tech Mahindra enlisted as their global SI partner. Uh, with DISH here in the US, similarly building a Greenfield 5G network. And they have also elected to work with their list of vendors to take that SI functionality as an internal task. So I, I'm just curious, based on your experience, based on what you're seeing in the market, what are the pros and cons of an operator taking on SI work as an internal function? Yeah, so um, by the way, it's interesting news also with Rakuten and the uh, acquisition of Altio Star as well, just further reinforcing the point that you made. Um, I think that news came across the... Uh, the ticker, I think, that Dave, I left on vacation, actually. Um, so, so yeah, I think that there's, I really like this question, by the way, and it really does open up a, a complete dis discussion topic. Point number one, in my experience, I am seeing that the barriers are coming down for those who are in a self-integration operating mode. <clears throat> Lucky for us at IBM and other systems integrators, um, there are a set of clients historically that are self-integrators. There are a set of clients who outsource everything from operate and run functions to a third party. We, we IBM and, and, and our competitors, we find a market in both of those sets of clients. So there is a need for systems integration services, whether a client is a self-integrator or fully outsources everything. And, and, and that's fortunate for us, right? So I believe that going forward in, in this network and 5G domain, the same will hold true. And really the areas that that come to play that have a company like mine in the market itself. Number one, better access to best of breed technologies, clearly. Number two, whether you're a self-integrator or not, you do need from time to time on demand, flexible access to skills and capabilities that frankly, 
you can't have all to yourself. Also, proven and scalable methods and approaches, economies of scale and flexibility, that would be almost impossible to truly build you know, exclusively in-house. I mentioned earlier our 35 plus ecosystem partners, any client that we work with has wider and more pervasive access to that ecosystem in a way that would take them forever to build themselves. And if managed properly at the communication service provider level, there, there can be and typically is more certainty of business outcomes. I would argue with less risk at a much more efficient cost point with much more control. The other element within network and 5G market that's kind of interesting when you talk about the relationship of communication service providers and integrators, whether self-integration or not, is this unique dimension in network and 5G where a systems integrator can provide actually two roles. Number one is enabling the communication service provider with their own capability, but then equally as important to make them more proficient and also support them in go-to-market activities and other verticals, which in many cases, the system integrator might have more capability than the communication service provider, particularly in the services businesses. Hi everyone, this is Sean. I wanna thank you for supporting Will 5G Change the World, which is sponsored by Viavi Solutions. Viavi helps communication service providers, network equipment manufacturers, and enterprises worldwide command the 5G network with automated solutions for test, monitoring, and assurance. Learn more at viavisolutions.com forward slash 5G. Now let's get back to our conversation. I think that was a, a really thorough look at the two models, Steve, and, and that's going to give us sort of a a good jumping off point for my next question here, which is transitioning away from the green field builds that we've seen in Japan and what's going on currently in the US with DISH to, uh, to brownfield. So when we think about the role of, of system integrator, when you're integrating disaggregated radio systems into existing networks, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5G, like what is imminently going to start happening in Europe and the Middle East, given the long-term commitments articulated by major operators in those geographies. I'm just wondering how, how does the logic change when you transition from a greenfield build where you might have a little more leeway than you would when you have operational networks and service continuity, service quality are, are absolutely non-negotiable, but simultaneously there is going to be a massive rethink of the infrastructure elements of those networks. What's different? Yeah, you know, you know it's kind of interesting and I just reflected on this is that what you just described is no different than, God, I can go back to the you know, the, the, the initial launches of GSM tenders and licenses throughout Europe, right? Uh, God, 20 years ago, right? Same situation. You had a number within the same markets, you had greenfield operations developing, and then you had the incumbency of brownfield trying to protect the interest, right? So the dynamics that you describe here are important, relevant, but it's not like this industry hasn't had to deal with this before. So that's kind of point number one. So there's, I wouldn't say there's anything here, you know, so far out of left field or new or unique. 
that those in this in, that have been in this industry for a while haven't had to manage before, right? That's kind of point number one. But there's always been a role for a systems integrator, regardless of whether it's a greenfield or brownfield deployment environment, right? And the same is going to be true within the whole network and 5G domain. Clearly, there are more freedoms of choice in a greenfield environment. And clearly, there are more complex integration points in a brownfield env environment. Both have a unique set, however, of SI complexities. Those SI complexities need to be managed to achieve the required business outcomes. So from a strictly systems integration kind of purist approach, I would look at these two environments as differences in a scope of services, but the fundamental capabilities required to deliver the business outcomes remain pretty much the same. I don't see them as mutually exclusive. I don't see them as very different other than the actual details of the scope of services that would be provided. So speaking of business outcomes, uh, I wanted to transition our conversation from disaggregated radio systems that operators are investing in to delivering 5G to enterprises in a way where an operator is not simply selling technology, but they're selling a, a business outcome. Uh, same common if we see it in enterprise investing directly in a 5G system, particularly if they're in a market where regulators have liberalized access to spectrum for them to use. So I'll give the example of uh, Lufthansa Technic. That's one of my favorite. They started to build two networks, one with Vodafone, one on their own. They got those networks up and running. Then they started to develop their use cases. And they got so so good at what they were specifically trying to do in that process, they decided to start reselling their services to other businesses that might be eyeing those same 5G enabled use cases. So I think the point is just it's a very dynamic market map when you think of who's buying, selling 5G and who's building it for whom. So just to this point about SIs with domain expertise in a specific vertical becoming more relevant stakeholders in what is traditionally a telecom discussion. How do you contextualize all that? Do you expect that we'll see these vertically focused SIs to continue taking on what was traditionally a telecoms build? And is it going to change that market map forever? Or is this just sort of a temporary thing in the early days of enterprise 5G adoption? Yeah, so... I'll speak from an IBM perspective, and, and I think probably from an overall systems integration perspective, we have no interest to do or compete against the communication service providers going forward, just like we have no interest to be in the business of NEPS or anybody else. Uh, we have a role in this market that is important but we know what we know how to do well, and we're not going to pretend to be somebody that we're not. And that is, you know, to me, that's just a smart business approach to the market. But you do lay out what really are a set of complex dimensions in the market. So from a purely SI perspective, 
the governance structure is much more complicated than a tr traditional communication service provider. It's, it's much more matrixed. So what you see are two dimensions. Number one is, you know, domain expertise in something like digital engagement. And the second thing you'll see is industry expertise, telco, financial services, government. It's really the intersection of those two and the agility of a systems integrators go to market capability that separates those that have competitive advantage and those that don't. Network and 5G is gonna stress that a bit because of the convergence of communication service providers and 5G offerings and what's gonna happen in across vertical industries. So those that will be successful are those that will be agile and be able to manage through that complexity. Similarly, on the communication service provider side, there are also two very fundamental and different dimensions. One is the systems integrator's role to enable that communications provider to be successful in the market. The second is to provide that communication services provider with the ability to be successful in other vertical industries. So there is an element to network and 5G deployments in terms of the relationships between the systems integrators and the communication service providers that absolutely provide areas of opportunity that are a little unique and different and will force those two parties to be successful, to have a much different and much more relevant relationship together. So it, we'll see how it evolves. You know, our view right now is the more successful we can make every ecosystem partner, the more successful we're gonna be. So we're part of that ecosystem to go forward and that will define our success and failure. Yeah, we've talked a, a little bit about the complexities of this evolving and dynamic market. And, you know, it's been interesting from my perspective to see operators trying to sell 5G into enterprise if they want to sell to a mining operator or a ports and logistics facility, suddenly the operator has to staff up on people that know that business because you can't sell a business outcome unless you understand the business you're trying to sell into. And then you expand the frame to include system integrators with domain expertise. And it really does become, as you mentioned, this ecosystem and uh, your comment about a successful ecosystem is equated to success for IBM. I, I think that's that's absolutely right. But I am curious when we consider a business the size of IBM and you look at the deep, deep reach that other parts of the company have into specific enterprises, I'm wondering what that means at these intersections of telecoms and financial service, telecoms and healthcare, telecoms and manufacturing. Is it going to be something of an exercise within IBM to also align your own internal ecosystem to best address the needs of your different customers? Yeah, so we believe, I mean, your question is specific to IBM, so I'll answer it as such. I mean, we believe that IBM is uniquely qualified to support areas of mutual interest across both the telco market as well as other industry verticals. Um, 
because of our global breadth and capability across these industries and across the specific domains. So we believe the market is moving toward us as far as capability is concerned, which is why we double down on the network and 5G industry transformation unit and why we're building new and different capabilities in this space. So this is one of those situations where we're not going after a market. The market's kind of moving into our into our wheelhouse as far as capabilities are concerned, which makes us, you know, very excited. We believe we have competitive advantage as a result of that, right? So as an SI, we we believe that the co-creating and developing approaches that are good for multiple stakeholders which in my case absolutely includes the communication service provider, right? Is going to be the key to our success. I mean, we have methodologies to do that. In IBM, we currently refer to it as uh, garage methodologies where we can come out with, you know, we bring stakeholders together, we leverage that ecosystem and we, we come up with overall solutions that our aspiration would be to create you know, value for all parties, including IBM, right? So, so that's really our approach, right? It, it's, it's to work within, you know, cross-functional groups to address those business outcomes that are important for the industry clients, not at the expense of the communication service providers. We've had a couple of recent um, public announcements that, that really demonstrate what we're trying to do in this area. The most recent one actually was announced while I was on holiday, but it is, it is the recent announcement they, that we have with Verizon, where we are standing up uh, 5G use cases in our lab in Dallas, our IBM lab in Dallas, where Verizon's customers, our customers, Verizon, we're all working together to see how we can unleash the power of, of these particular use cases within 5G. The one that we announced about a couple of months ago, maybe a month or so ago, is our ORAN Center of Excellence in Madrid, uh, designed to do the same thing. So we are trying to develop the opportunity for multiple stakeholders across industry to co-create, to collaborate, to kick the tires and try to define the art of the possible so we can realize the promise of 5G in this market going forward. Steve, at the top of the show, you were quite clear that you think 5G will change the world at some point, but uh, I wanted to hopefully get a little more context from you about your answer. You know, in the past, other guests on the podcast have discussed it in terms of GDP lift or productivity gains in particular sectors, but I'm just kind of curious how you look at it when you think about whether 5G is or is not changing the world, what kind of indicator would suggest to you that, that it is happening? Yeah, I could, I could come forward with, you know, five or six other metrics, if you will, like, you know, percentage of revenue, to, uh, you know, open technology deployed, blah, 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 right? Um, but I think that um, it, it, it's, it's much more transformational than that. I don't see this, you know, I see this as an evolution, not, not a flesh cut. I see it as a step 
five-step integration of 5G-enabled business processes, intelligent workflows that create value in ways we've never seen before. I believe that success will be defined when this is built into the fabric of what we do across all enterprises. And we absolutely see a complete convergence of connectivity and compute as a basic underlying architecture across all industries. That's open, accessible, flexible, and agile. So to me, it's the attributes of this that will define success in the future. The metrics that you teed up earlier, those will be outcomes, but they will not be the most powerful outcomes that we will envision when this actually takes place. Steve, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, welcome back to work. And thank you for <laughs> answering the question, will 5G change the world? My pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. For advertising inquiries, contact Danny Miller at dmiller at ardenmedia.com. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.